Living Hope is a church striving to become a 21st century apostolic church. We are founded upon the belief that the Bible is the inspired, infallible Word of God. We believe in the Great Commission, and we are endeavoring to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, mercy, and truth. Listen in as we share the Word, and that, through Jesus Christ, hope is alive. Amen. We're blessed today to have, amen, our second week of this kind of COVID-adjusted revival. This, amen, our focus has been let the fire fall. In the middle of the fall season, we want the fire to visit with us, amen. And we last week, didn't we have a great service? Brother Easter preached to us and took us to heaven. I felt like I was walking on streets of gold as he was preaching, amen. And today we have a great man of God, Brother Landon Gore. He's been here, it's probably been four or five years ago in the old building, uh, I think, if James were here, he would say this. Brother, Brother Gore is probably James' best friend in ministry. And uh, I know they encourage one another. Probably all of good, James's good thoughts, he probably gets them from Brother Gore. Or maybe it's the other way around. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, but my opinion, Brother Gore is one of, I, I feel like he has a rhema anointing. He has a great, uh, rhema is just a, 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 a hear word from God, a now word. But he also has a great, uh, knowledge of the Logos, the, the established Word of God, doctrinal preaching. But I promise you today, God's going to speak something that is a present word for what you need. And, and I think in his generation, he's got maybe, of all the young preachers I've heard, just a great ability to take the Word of God and bring greater understanding to it. And we're honored to have Brother Gore here today. Amen. A, a very sought-after evangelist. We're honored to have him here today. But how many of you more than just be enamored by his resume you want to hear from what God has to say today. Have you know we need God to speak in this hour? Amen. I'm thankful for good preaching, but we need a word from God today in this hour that we are in. So as Brother Gore comes right now, I want your applause not just to be for the man. Certainly the man of God is worthy of, of the honor that we would give him. But more so, I want it to be a representation saying to the man of God, we're going to receive what God speaks through you today. Brother Gore, would you come? Can we clap our hands just a little higher, a little, little louder, a little longer for Jesus all across this house? Come on, he's worthy in this room. He's worthy in this room. Come on, why don't you close your eyes and open up your mouth for just a moment? Jesus, I love you. I worship you. I praise you. I adore you, oh God. I magnify you. I extol you, Lord. Come on, lift up your voice for just a moment. Lift up your voice. Don't just move your hands. Move your mouth for just a moment. Let him know verbally. We worship you, Jesus. We magnify you, God. Above every weight, above every distraction, God. Above every attack, God. We lift you higher. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What an awesome, what an awesome, what an awesome, tangible spirit of the Lord is in this room. Are you thankful for how the Lord has already moved? I said, are you thankful for how the Lord has already moved? Such a witness of the Holy Ghost, and uh, I'm just so thankful to be 
um, back in this city. I can't say back in this building because this is my first time. I'm, I'm a little enamored with everything that is happening from the fellowship last night to the building, to the spirit, to the momentum. Uh, maybe some of you have gotten used to all this, but I'm taking it in for the first time. And it is marvelous in my eyes to see what the Lord is doing in this city. And he's allowing you to be a part of it. He's allowing you to bring his kingdom in this end time hour. And so I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful to see everything that is happening. Um, but in case you don't realize this, um, our, our world has been hit with COVID-19. And, and there's, a lot of, um, there's a lot of churches I've been to. And I'm just going to let you know something special is happening here. There is a momentum in the spirit. Doesn't mean everything's perfect, but there is a momentum in the spirit. How many of you believe the Lord is doing something beautiful and supernatural and miraculous? I believe it with all of my heart. I believe it with all of my heart. And I believe that he's getting ready to speak to us. And so I just, I want to take your attention to the word of the Lord and do my small part and get out of the way. And I believe that he's going to do something mighty. Would you turn with me to the book of Mark? The book of Mark chapter 7. While you're going there, I would be remiss not to give honor to your pastor and wife and their family. Um, I've not been plopped on this planet a long time. But I've lived long enough to realize that not every pastor is a Christian. Uh-oh. I said not every pastor is a Christian. But God has blessed you with Christ-like leadership. You have Christians in Brother and Sister Staten and their family. And I'm thankful uh, for uh, Brooke. And I know Cameron's not here and Riley and Dakota. And I give them honor for the blessing and the burden that they carry with their family. And for all that they do for this church. And I know you love them and honor them. And I'm so thankful. I could mention names, but I'm so thankful for all of the leaders, for all of the leaders that are in this house, that from the musicians to the singers, Brother Roberts, the staff, everybody that is just making this happen. And I, I saw as your pastor was highlighting different men and women. And there are so many leaders in this room that recognize it. And then there are leaders in this room that you don't even realize you're a leader. But if someone is watching you, you're a leader. I said somebody is watching how you worship today and somebody was watching how, watching how you interacted last night. That means you're a leader. That means you're a leader. Put your hand over your heart and say, I'm a leader. I'm a leader. And I'm thankful that God is using you, using you. So I saved my three-hour message for next time. You can thank me after service. I'm going to go a little bit different direction. The book of Mark, chapter 7, the book of Mark, chapter 7, and we're going to begin at verse 24, Mark 7 and verse 24. And from thence Jesus arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered into a house, and he would have no man know it. But he could not be hid for a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him, and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. 
But Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled. For it's not meat, it's not time, it's not appropriate to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. It's a pretty savage statement. And she answered. That means she's still there. She could have went to Facebook and and wrote Jesus a one-star review. But she didn't. She's still there. And so she answers and says, yes, Lord. I think her hand may have been on her hip when she said that. Yeah, Lord, you're right. You're right. But I got a little fact check for you, Jesus. Even the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, for this saying, go thy way, the devil is gone out of your daughter. The other gospel account says it's as if he steps back, scratches his head, and says, oh my, this is great faith. You know he only says that to two people in your Bible? And both were non-religious. Uh-oh, stay with me for the last verse. And when she had come to her house, she found the devil gone out and her daughter laid upon the bed resting. The other gospel account says that same hour. Now, I got a timer on my phone for two reasons. Number one, I got to make sure I don't preach my three-hour message. Number two, I believe. It's not revival rhetoric. It's not cliche. I believe that it's going to be said of us that same hour, that same hour, I'm going to say it until everybody believes it, that same hour, Brother Josh, I can't quantify it. I can't compute it. I just know something took place that when I went to church and I left church, something supernatural happened. I need somebody to agree with me right now. You can leave the same if you want, but I believe somebody's going to look back at this Sunday and say, that's when it was. That's when it took place. So by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to you for just the next few moments on this simple subject. Crumb snatchers. Oh, see, some of you think I'm cray-cray. I said it. Crumb snatchers. Would you turn to your neighbor and you tell them, you're a crumb snatcher. Oh, you can't be seated yet. You can't be seated yet. You got to stay standing for a minute. Would you just lift up your hands? Would you just lift up your hands? God, I thank you for every man and woman in this house. I thank you for this holy opportunity. Let the best gifts be in operation today. Let the angels of the Lord minister to the heirs of salvation. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done, God, in living hope as it is in heaven. And we speak it. Let it be so. Let it be done, God, in the name of Jesus. And if you really believe that prayer, I want you to clap your hands. Come on, if you really believe that, would you clap your hands? Come on, can you just do that for 10 more seconds? Come on, let heaven hear you today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and tell them you're a crumb snatcher. Oh, they didn't believe you. Tell them again, you're a crumb snatcher. You may be seated.
Now, how many of you would enjoy coming to service on a Sunday morning to be greeted by a nice smile and a nice handshake only to hear the words? We're so thankful that you're in the house of God today. Now we're going to lead you to the non-blessing section. Everybody is going to have a chance of healing but you. Everyone is going to hear a word from God but you. Everybody's going to feel the Shekinah glory of heaven but you. But we're so glad you're here today. Donuts are always calling my name, but I can promise you they'd really be calling my name right there. I don't think I would stay in that kind of church. And yet this little lady in our text was told the exact same thing by her world, her context, her thoughts, and her life. Everything in her world said it can happen for him and it can happen for her, but it cannot happen for you. You live on the wrong side of the tracks. You have the wrong last name. You, you don't got the pedigree. You don't got anything in your world that gives you access to a miracle. She was denied before she ever got up and took a sip of Starbucks. She was told no before she ever even began her journey. But you know what the Bible says? I'm sorry, I just get excited about silly stuff. The Bible says she still departed her house. Can I let you know on this Sunday morning, the first miracle's already happened. You showed up. I said you made it to the house of God. You're sitting in an apostolic atmosphere where there is liberty, where there is love, where there is healing, where anything can happen. Hear me for just a moment. You, you got to understand. You got to understand this lady's tenacity. You have to understand her, her determination. Hell had moved on up into her world. Hell was attacking her mind. Hell was attacking her marriage. Hell was attacking her children. She did not have the luxury to play it safe. She did not have the luxury just to go through the ritual or religious routine. She, she didn't have the luxury just to clock in the living hope on a Sunday morning and clock out and tell Facebook you had a great day. No, 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 no. Hell was messing with her world. And when you are under attack, you get desperate. And when you get desperate, you're dangerous. You don't even understand how dangerous some of you are. You slipped into the house of God a little weary, a little tired, a little bloody, a little bruised, but you still made it. You still departed your... Oh, you could have cried in your Starbucks. You could have sucked your thumb. You could have stayed in and worried. But you marched to the house of God saying, I just believe that something could happen. Am I preaching to anybody? Now, you got to understand. You got to understand. She hadn't even met Jesus. She's never talked to Jesus. There is no guarantee that she's even going to have an audience with Jesus. But she leaves based upon a possibility. She leaves based upon an if. She leaves based upon a maybe, just maybe. You got to realize every single one of us are under attack. Every single one of us are living in the last days. 
And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, Brother Shaq, that in, in the last days, evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. But I remember the psalmist saying, I will yet praise thee more and more. If the wickedness around you is getting worse and worse, Brother Christian, the worship on the inside of you ought to get more and more. It's not time to pray less. It's not time to believe less. It's not time to give less. But when you're under attack, you ought to square your shoulders, look hell in the eye, and say, I'm going to do what I've always done. But this time, I'm going to do it just a little more. I prayed before. But I'm about to pray more. I've worshiped before, but I'm about to worship more. Oh, you ought to take 10 seconds and just wave your hands a little more. You ought to clap your hands a little more. You ought to shout unto God just a little more. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you don't need a 10 step plan. You just need to do what you've already been doing. You just ought to do it a little more. You've already been showing up to church. You ought to just do it some more. You've already been fasting. You ought to just do it some more. You've already been stretching and believing. You ought to just do it some more. Stay with me. Stay with me all of a sudden. She, she begins this citywide search for this Savior stranger. She's turning the city upside down. Do you know where Jesus went? Did he go right? Did he go left? Did he, did he go to Target or did he go to Walmart? Hmm. Plot twist, he ordered something on Amazon. Where's he at? I gotta find him. Is he staying in somebody's home? Is he is, 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 is he sipping on coffee? I, I gotta get to, I don't know where he is. Well, do you know where he is? And all of a sudden she's searching and she's looking and she's wild-eyed like some of you. You come into the house of God and you're saying, singer, where's Jesus? Preacher, where's Jesus? Everybody else can afford to just go through another service. But I've got to have a miracle. I've got to have a healing. I can't just... I can't just get a high five and kiss another baby and go home because hell's in my world. Hell's in my mind. Hell's in, and I've got to, I'm desperate. I'm desperate. You feel that? I feel that. Somebody's desperate. Not everybody else is going to be desperate, but I'm going to be desperate, and you're going to be desperate. And desperate people are dangerous. I didn't say perfect people. I said desperate people. I didn't say religious people. I said desperate people. I didn't say flawless people. I said desperate people. You can be seated for just a moment. All of a sudden, she sees them. There he is. There he is. There he is. She's getting ready. She's getting excited. She's getting herself all ready. I'm about to get my miracle. She takes her Sunday selfie. Hashtag living hope. Hashtag about to meet with Jesus. But there's a problem. Because Jesus is surrounded by religious people. And Brother Jose, religious people, is code language for people that have been around Jesus the longest but need him the least. Oh, they know how to look the part. They know how to sing the part. They know how to show up, chillax, chill. Hey, man, what's going on? You doing all right? They better sing my favorite song today. 
Why would she let her kids devour that many Cheerios? There's a light bulb that Brother Christian missed. Uh, someone didn't vacuum over there and God bless Pastor's heart. <laughs> He's struggling today. Maybe he'll preach a masterpiece next Sunday. And, uh, all right, God's been good. Bless you. you. You know some cool people like that? Some of you quiet because you are that cool person. But then you let somebody else come in. They got spit up on them. They got burp on them. They've got a flat tire. They on the struggle bus. But they made it to the house of God. And they said, I don't know if it's going to be in the first song. I don't know if it's going to be in the announcements. Maybe it's when pastor is exhorting. But i I got to get to Jesus. I'm about to see him. There he is. That's my answer. If it's not him, who is it? If it's not now, when is it? If it's not here, where is it? I'm desperate and I'm dangerous stay with me stay with me um, Jesus Lord bless you hey hey uh, hey hey Lord bless you sister Dakota brother Chi Chi or bless you hey hey Hey, hey, she, she, Jesus. And then here comes the SSS, Secret Service of the Savior. They got their black Ray-Bans and their black earbuds and their black suits. We got a cray-cray woman on all nine. Oh, be seated. Hey, hey. <laughs> Lord bless you. Uh, uh, why are you here? Oh, you got a need? You know what? We're in the middle of our sermon. We're in the middle of our routine. We're in the middle of our playlist. We got lunch. Did you not know we had a fall fest last night? This ain't about to be one of those runaway services. We got to go. And she is stopped by the very people that are closest to Jesus. Because there's a lot of people that are powerful, they're not desperate. They're professional, they're not desperate. They're but then all of a sudden, they said, uh, well, what was, hey, hey, where'd she go? Where'd she? John, I thought you had her. I thought you had her. She's at the feet of Jesus. Hey, hey Lord, hey, sorry, sorry. We're going to give her a Chick-fil-A gift card, send her on her way. Jesus said, hold up. Jesus has never been bothered by our needs. He's always been bothered by religious people. So he said, hey, hold up. What you need? Hey, I got a, I got a situation at home, and I got a daughter who's full of the devil. He went quiet. And uh, I just need you to. I just. He says, not now. Not now. It's not denial, it's just delay. It's, 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 I'm coming for you, but I, I gotta, I'm on a mission right now, and I'm going to get to you. It's not delay, it's just denial. And what does she do? She stays, and she worships him. The disciples saying, he don't know who he's messing with. He turns around. He says, you know what? It would not be appropriate 
for me to give the bread that belongs to the dogs, to the children. Would not be appropriate for me to give the bread that belongs to the children, to the dogs. Mic drop. Disciples got to be slapping each other saying, what? We didn't know he had it in him. He, he just said that? I see him turning around and everybody else thinks he's trying to get her to go away. I think he's wondering how long she will stay. Because he's watching in his periphery. She's twitching, but she hasn't moved. She's sweating, but she hasn't moved. She's a little discombobulated. It's a cool word. But she hasn't moved. A dog. Jesus called me a dog. Now, can we just have a little story time for just 20 seconds? You can be seated for just a moment. I'm going to clarify. I am not a dog hater. I'm just not a dog lover. They're judging me. They're judging me. I just, I, I grew up with a pet duck and it died. My father murdered it. It's another story for another time. And so when I found out about Dakota's chickens, we became good friends. We, we shared our losses in life. And, uh, and so that's another story. I just, I grew up with a duck. It died. I didn't really get another pet after that. I'm awkward around pets. And so I'm just, I'm just not a dog lover. But I'm not a dog hater. And I give honor and respect to uh, Brother Huntley and Brother Jojo, the dogs of the Staten family. And so they are excluded from this story. And uh, so I was staying with a friend of mine for a few months in, in Barcelona, Spain. And uh, anybody know any Spanish in here? Estoy aprendiendo más español, poco poco, más español, en nombre de Jesús no pasa nada. They're a little hesitant. I think they gave me an F. And uh, so he forgot to tell me, Sister Jessica, uh, that I was going to have a little uh, roommate, a four-legged terrorist. And so I came out the next, I came out the first morning there and, thank you, Lord, for a new day. And he had left me a present. And of course, I was barefoot, didn't have my socks on. And so I forgave him because I'm a Christian. And that's what Christians do. She's shaking her head. She's saying, that's not what I do. And so, so the next day I came out and, all of my clothes. He's marked his territory on my dress clothes. And so when my friend wasn't looking, Sister Valerie, close your ears, I kicked him. Very gently. And so that night I show up to eat and I'm getting ready to eat. And, and so all of a sudden, <laughs> Sister Claire, I go to eat dinner. I'm ready. I'm sitting. And uh, it smells great. And, and Brother Dre, what do, I, what do I feel at my ankles? <laughs> I said, bruh, we have a history. It's not very good. I unfollowed you on Facebook last night. We are not friends. The next night, <laughs> the next night. <laughs> and so it was a few nights later that my friend said, hey, don't give any human food to the dog. It's not good for him. So the next night, I started giving them seconds and thirds and fourths because Christians give. And so story time is over. Back to the message. I learned something about a dog. Y'all probably already knew this. Y'all are all deep theologians. I get my sermons from dogs. I realized something about a dog. It does not matter if you kick him. It does not matter if you ignore him. It does not matter if you, I didn't, can't say that. It doesn't matter if you, it don't matter. If he smells something on the table, he is more hungry than he is offended. 
And I got a word for just a few people in this room right now. It's not going to be devils and demons that cause you to miss your miracle. It's going to be old-fashioned offense. But I hear the words of Jesus saying, blessed are those that are not offended. I know life is difficult. I know life hurts. But there's a blessing on the other side of the offense. I don't ignore the pain. I don't ignore the hurt. I don't ignore the abuse. But I can't ignore that there's something on the table and I'm desperate for it. I want someone just to wave their hand for just a moment because I believe there's something on the table. I said I believe there's something on the table. So Jesus, Jesus stops and he says, all right. Is this all right? We got just, can I preach just a few more minutes? A dog. Jesus has stopped. He said what he said. She's pacing. A dog. Jesus called me a dog. What a compliment from the Lord. Because desperate people don't get offended by what everybody else gets offended by. They don't backslide over what everybody else backslides over. They don't, it don't mean they're human, but they can smell something It's hard to be offended when you're hungry for God. It's hard to get bitter when you're hungry for God. It's hard to sow discord when you're hungry for the things of God. And this pandemic is going to reveal how hurt you are or how hungry you are. And I've had some hurt. My family have lost five people. Since January, I'm not just a tall, lanky Texas evangelist that don't know what he's talking about. I know just a little bit about loss. And there's people in this room that you know about it way more than I. But I'm still hungry. I'm human, but I'm hungry. I got to pray and get my act together, but I'm hungry. I got to ask the Lord to forgive me for some stuff, and I got to forgive others of some stuff, but I'm hungry for something on that table. So Jesus said what he said. Dog, a dog. You're right, Lord. Did you know that even the dogs under the table eat of the master's bread. And Jesus says, whoa. All right. That's what I call great faith. Has Jesus seen something in you that he hadn't seen before? Because we want God to do the unprecedented, the uncommon We want God to do the unseen while we're still doing all the same old stuff. But I would to God, he would look down on a child, on a daughter, on a son and say, I haven't seen praise like that. I haven't seen worship like that. I haven't seen submission like that. I haven't seen devotion like that. And so all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Something's being said without being said. Hear, hear what she says. Even the dogs 
get to eat the crumbs of the master's table. You know what she was saying? Your children aren't eating everything. Because you come with the banquet of blessing for your sons and your daughters. You come service after service. You come Sunday after Sunday. You come Wednesday after Wednesday. They bring a fresh anointed pray list. Pastor preaches an anointed word. And you bring a banquet of healing, of mercy, of the supernatural for your sons. No, bring it up here, bring it up here. For your sons and for your daughters. But Jesus, I don't want to burst your bubble. But they're not eating everything. They've gotten a little used to your power. And they've gotten a little used to your glory. And they've gotten a little used to healing. And they've gotten a little used to forgiveness. And they, they've gotten a little, they, they've forgotten the valley that you brought them out of. And, and, and they've heard about so many miracles. And they, they've heard about it in Africa. They've heard about it in Asia. They've heard about it in. Until all of a sudden, what used to be a powerful, prolific, Heavenly. Something's about to break in the Holy Ghost. Get ready. Something's about to break in the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to preach much longer, but you got to hear me right now. She said, all I want is what somebody else is wasting. You see, I slipped under the table. You don't know what's in my bank account or what's not in my bank account. You don't know my family tree. You, you don't know how spiritual or flawed I am. But I slipped in under the table. I don't need a hug. I don't need a handshake. I don't even need a miracle that's from me. I recognize how powerful you are. Even if I get a leftover healing, I'll still be healed. Even if I get leftover forgiveness, I'll still. You don't know my name, but I'm a crumb snatcher. I slipped in under the table. And if I can get my hands on something. If you don't want a miracle, let me sit by you. If you don't need a blessing, let me worship by you. Because if you don't want it, I'll take it. I need it. I cannot wait another service. I want you to lift up your hands for just a moment and let heaven know, I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. Come on, living hope for just a few more seconds. For just a few more seconds. For just a few more seconds. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Come on, somebody ought to give a signal to heaven. I want it. I want it. I want it. I, I, can, I, 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 can, I can wait till next service. I can wait till next revival. I can wait till the next fiery evangelist. I, 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 I can wait until January 2021. I, I can wait to see who we elect into the office of the president. But I can't. You might can wait. But I'm desperate. Hell's come against me. But if I get my hands on this, everything can change. I want you to hear me. 
Brother Josh, Sister Jess, I want you to come help me. I want you to come help me. I want you to hear me. Remain standing if you can. I want you to hear me. I'm almost done. There's somebody at the house, and they're under arrest. Darkness has control over them. Fear has dominion over them. Satan has them bound in chains. I want you to arrest her. Um, that's way too nice. Like, arrest her angrily. There we go. Now you you got to help. Yeah, she's under arrest. Don't let her go. Kadisha, can I use you? I was Sister Kadisha's armor bearer at Brother Wilson's concert. I carried her laptop, and I have been singing ever since. But I want you to understand what happens. Hale has something arrested in the home. He's not letting go. And mama can sit, cry, worry, and go in emotional circles. But she doesn't. She says, I'm going to go find Jesus. And she goes, and she gets to Jesus, and Jesus gives her delay, but she's desperate, and she's dangerous, and she gets her hand on a crumb. Let go. Drop it. Arrest her. Pick it up. Let go. Drop it. Arrest her. You picking up what I'm putting down? Pick it up slowly. Oh, no, not yet. Slowly. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Let her go. Let's do it again. Drop it. Pick it up slowly. Arrest her. She's arrested. Pick it up slowly. Let her go. What you think is just hype and emotion is not. It's spiritual. Because if I get my hands on something heavenly in this house, something hellish has to let go in my... I'm not worshiping for the visible. I'm worshiping for the invisible. I'm not praising for what you can see in this altar. But when I worship, something has to let go. Oh, I feel something about to break right now. You could get a healing by worshiping. You could get a miracle by worshiping. A prodigal could come home because you got your hands on something. Come on, somebody get your hands on a crumb. Somebody get your hands on a crumb. There's a crumb waiting on somebody. Who wants it? There's a miracle waiting on somebody. Who wants it? There's a prodigal coming back. Who wants it? There's prophetic giftings. Who wants it? There's supernatural dreams and visitations. Who wants it? Somebody's going to leave here. That's it, Dakota. Someone's going to leave here and say it's another service. It's just another song. It's just another evangelist. But there's somebody that says, I'm a crumb snatcher. If I could just get my hands on it. Come on, I feel something breaking right now. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voices. Come on. Don't wait for a cheerleader. Don't wait for a song. Don't wait for a preacher. There's something happening in this room right now. Come on, mama, get your hands on a crumb. Come on, daddy, get your hands on a crumb. Come on, teenager, get your hands on a crumb. You may be a little weary. 
You may be a little tired, but there's something heavenly in this house. There's something heavenly in this house. Come on, let's go deeper for just a moment. Let's go a little deeper for just a moment. Let's just linger in his presence for just a moment. I know your flesh may be a little weary, but the spirit's alive. The spirit is quickening. The spirit is beckoning. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without really knowing the exact path it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. So be sure to subscribe and watch us on Facebook Live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. So I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you.